Hello everyone, I am back and it is a lovely cloudy day. <laughs> it is scheduled to rain later on. You might hear um, grass being cut in the background. A lot's going on to prepare for the rain, right? As the grass is being cut, but the, the rain's going to come and the grass will probably be will need to be cut again by the end of the week, but we're going to get started anyway, okay? So listen, today's episode, I wanna talk about solitude. The definition of solitude from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary states that solitude is the quality or state of being alone or remote from society. In other words, seclusion. I really like this word and I really like the definition, but I kind of want to add my own twist to the definition. And the reason for it is because the definition can make it seem, you know, kind of like solitude is a bad thing because you're lonely. As a matter of fact, definition number two states a lonely place. It's talking about a physical place such as a desert, but and that's actually what it says. But sometimes people can look at that as being a lonely place in their life. But there is some peace in solitude. And that's kind of what I want to look at solitude as today. A state of being okay with yourself. Not someone having to be there, but finding peace from within. I love flowers, and unfortunately, um, I waited for years for someone to give me flowers, but now I am buying my own flowers. I am learning to find solitude in buying flowers for myself, and there is a guy that I follow on Instagram and he's always buying his wife flowers. I mean, like every week he's posting a video and he's always bringing in flesh, fresh flowers. But as I watch him bring in these fresh flowers, they're for his wife, right? But he also just buys them for his home. So he puts, he changes out the, the vase or whatnot. And he puts the flowers in each week. And they're so beautiful, but I just notice how it seems to brighten up the video or brighten up the room. And flowers do do that, right? When you get flowers and you put them in your home, they tend to brighten up the place. And so I love flowers. And so I said, okay, well, I'm going to take this next phase of my life and I'm going to not only just buy myself flowers, but I'm going to put them up. I'm going to put them either in my family room or in the kitchen so that we can have something to brighten our day as we walk past it. And they smell so good, y'all. They smell so good. And so I am not the best when it comes to caring for flowers and um, caring for even plants. Um but I do have a thriving plant. I don't even know what it is. It is a, it is a vine um, that I have in my home. And I've actually had it for about seven, eight years. And that thing is still growing. And it is so long. 
And I have a few plants that I have managed to learn how to care for outside my home, you know, around my yard. Um, but I am actually considering hiring a landscapist. I've been looking into it because I would like to have some other things around my home that gives me p even more peace during this time of solitude. And so I have these flowers and I went to a flower shop. And so these are not just flowers that I've, you know, that you I've purchased from Kroger. It's nothing wrong with that. But I wanted to actually go to a florist and I went and I bought some flowers and I bought some lilies and some tulips and there is another flower that I got and I unfortunately can't remember the name of it this is what I'm still learning but she was explaining to me the lady was explaining to me how to properly care for flowers so I wanted to look up some information and so I went on weightroseflorist.com and um, it's a it's a florist company, obviously. And so um, it says, number one, to clean your vase thoroughly. I've had a habit in the past of because I have several nice vases or whatnot. And so I, but I've had a habit in the in the past of not really cleaning them very well. And so I made sure to to really clean it. And then it says, fill the vase two thirds with fresh lukewarm water and add flower food so she was explaining to me that you would add like if they you know every time you buy flowers they give you that little bag of food for them I can't even tell you how many times I've either not used it or poured it all in there at one time and threw the packet away but you actually will put in about half so you could keep your water your flowers in water and um, she stressed to me not to have a hot room. So your room can't, you know, it can't be like 80 degrees in your house. You need to have a little bit of, they do better in cool environments, but I am not a cold person like that. So I would say for me, what I am doing is I keep them in my kitchen and I happen to have a ceiling fan. I don't know why I have a ceiling fan in my kitchen. I didn't put it there. It was already there when I got, when I bought the house, but I keep the ceiling fan going so that it kind of keeps that airflow and keep it a little bit cooler than the rest of my house in the kitchen and so you know besides I'm cooking in there anyway so I, I don't want it to be really hot in the kitchen so having that fan and that air circulating that cool air I think will help the flowers um, you know catch some some coolness so they can stay alive a little bit longer but um, she was saying that a cooler environment works better to keep flowers alive longer and lilies do a lot better with their lifespan um, than roses. Now, I love roses, um, but I did not buy roses because I have had roses in the past and roses do tend to die within a couple of days. So that would not deter me from getting roses because I like them. But I did not want to, uh, when I went to the florist this time, I did not want to get roses, but you would put that water in there and you will put the flowers in you cut the flowers at an angle you cut the stems at an angle and then when that water starts to get a little bit murky so probably after two days you would clean the water out you know clear it out put some more water in there and then you would just put half a bag of flower food in there and that's it you know stir it around in there and that's all they need um, number three says remove any foliage that will sit below the water line to avoid buildup of debris. I cannot tell you how many times I've had flowers in the past 
and I did not do that. I did not clear the foliage. So that, you know, their leaves, as they die, they will fall in there. You need to clean all of that off. That's just going to make the lifespan of the flowers, you know, not last very long at all. Number four says you would trim two to three centimeters from the bottom of the stems at a 45 degree angle. I've always known to do that. So every time I cut, I do cut them and I do recut them. Um, and it just extends the life a little bit longer. Number five says change the water regularly after the second day. And these are pretty much the steps that the florist gave me when I purchased the flowers. But I have the flowers now in my home. They're very, they're lovely. And I'm just, I mean, I just, it just makes me really happy seeing them every morning. They still smell so fresh, smell so good. And it just kind of reminds me of, of when I buy a real Christmas tree um, for Christmas every year. And just uh, the smell of pine going throughout the home. So one of my next goals is, speaking of Christmas trees, is actually learning how to decorate it properly. Um, you know, there is a way to do everything. And it's amazing that there is a way and we may not know what that way is so the more i can learn about these things i think the better i will have more solitude with myself but that's the bit on the flowers so i love having the flowers in the home like i said they smell really good and this is something that i want to do for myself from here on out so i have decided that i am going to purchase flowers fresh flowers from a florist um maybe once every two weeks and you know I've been inspired by the social media guy who gets flowers for his wife every year but he puts them up and you know they're just so nice and they just look so nice in the videos and I'm like I should do that and so that is what I'm doing and so far I enjoy it I enjoy it very much but um of course it means so much more right if somebody is giving you those flowers but you know until that happens get yourself flowers um you know if that's what you want to do some women do not like flowers i have friends that don't like flowers i have friends that like flowers but they hate roses um i don't I, now i love flowers in general so i'm not really picky when it comes to flowers but one of my i love flowers that are big and bold and so I love sunflowers because some people are like, oh, you like sunflowers? They kind of ugly. Well, this is what they think anyway. But for me, I love sunflowers. I don't think they are ugly. I think they are big and bold. I think that they look weird. Um, but in some ways, I think weird is good because, you know, we don't always need to fit in. We're not normal. And I know that I'm I don't feel normal <laughs> to other people. And so I don't feel like really, I really just fit in anywhere. So having that sunflower, that sunflower to me kind of represents my life. I'm big and I'm bold, you know, it's not hard for people to see me, but I got a little weirdness to me and not in a bad way though, like in a good way. I just don't fit in. I mean, I'm just not the regular girl from across the street. And so that's what I like about the sunflower. So the lilies are big and bold and beautiful. And I love that. So I like flowers that are big and bold, but I don't have to have sunflowers every time I get flowers either from someone or from a florist. I like a variety. 
the bouquet of flowers I have, like I said, it's a mixture of the lilies and the tulips. And it's one other flower that I don't remember what it is, but it's beautiful. It's a big purple flower. Um, well, I guess I would say violet. And so it's a mixture of two colors. Um, and so I really like that. Um, flowers that I think I least like are carnations. And I, I mean, I do like carnations, but I think they are, for me, I guess, too simple. And so, but I do like that they last a long time. Now, I don't dislike them altogether, but I least like them, if that makes sense. So if someone bought me carnations, I would still be happy. Oh, they're beautiful. But they're, they are the least likely one that I would pick out of a bunch. And when I was growing up, I loved carnations. But I think I didn't realize there were so many other types of flowers. And so there is another flower that I really like. Um, I don't want to say what I think it is because I know I'm a trash it. But gardenias, I don't know. I'm probably saying it wrong. Somebody out there listening to the podcast know exactly what I'm talking about. And they've probably already said it. it's probably already come out of their mouth as I have said it incorrectly. If I said it incorrectly. But I love these flowers. A lot of people have them outside their home. Um, but I have heard that they can be difficult to grow. Now, I don't know if that's true, but it's just what I've heard from at least one person. And so I would love to have some of those outside of my home. Now, I do have canna lilies. I love them. Absolutely love them. I love to have them every year. But I would love to add some of those as well to my garden. So when my landscapers show up to my house, that's going to be one of the main things that I say to him. Now, what my goal is to create a environment outside of my home that looks like it has come from, I don't know, um, some island off the coast of Bali. I don't know. I just, I just want, I just want something really really floral and but not too floral you know it's kind of like when you go and you're buying a comforter and you have those people that love floral comforters please don't buy me a floral comforter I those are annoying to me I don't want anything like that but I want it to be this vibe in my yard that has the perfect combination of big bold beautiful plants with big bold beautiful flowers so that you can go back there and you can just feel like you are lost in another world and you know I would love to have I do I have like a portable pond but I would love to have a stream in my yard so I'm going to see if they can create some kind of stream in my yard um you know, I'm in Georgia, so I have to be careful and cautious of snakes, but I already have them. They already come in the spring. They come, I have about a good month where I'm probably going to see rat snakes. My kids have seen, seen a king snake out in the yard before. Normally, they don't, they just, you know, they're passing by. Um, but I have chickens and the, the rat snakes, they will try to come and get my eggs. They have eaten my eggs before. That's when there is a problem between man and, and beast uh, when you coming in and you taking my eggs. Um, but I try to decrease that problem by making sure that I go out in a very timely manner to retrieve those eggs. Um, sometimes I just missed it or I get out there and boom, it's right there in the coop swallow in the midst of swallowing it. 
and then mama bear got a problem but i so i don't want to invite those critters but if it's a stream they may or may not you know it's going to be a small one so it's not like it's a a long big one you know to where they they can get in it and then exit going you know to another body of water but saying all of this to say that there is solitude. There are some more things that are added, you know, some more attributes added to this thought of being alone because you can have a full family. I have a family. You can have a spouse and children and still find solitude, still have a moment of peace, a moment of aloneness, to be alone with yourself, to be alone with your thoughts, to be alone, to reflect, um, And think about your life and think about your goals and your your future and where, you know, God is going to take you next. And so um, I recently went to Niagara Falls and um, I really enjoyed myself in Canada. I had a a good time in Canada. I went during spring break. This is a time where everybody was going south to be somewhere warm. And I'm the only one going up north in in a cold place. That's the part about me that's different from everybody else. It would be me going in the opposite direction. But I really enjoyed myself there. And there was a moment of solitude standing in front of the falls, looking at this body, these bodies of water that forms this waterfall and just the beauty of what God has created and, and the capability of how he created it. And there was a beautiful rainbow, and I'm pretty sure that rainbow almost never goes away. Of course, you know, at night and then if it's, you know, the weather is bad. But because it's the perfect blend of sunshine and water, of course, why would a reminder of God's covenant not be there? And not just a covenant of a form of disaster that he's never going to do again, right? Because we know that the covenant simply means that and that rainbow, the covenant means, simply means that we he will not end the earth again through water or through flood, which is kind of significant given that it takes water to make that rainbow. But also um, that he it's a sign of a covenant of the things that he would do for us, right? And finding solitude in that. So um, I'm really looking forward to new beginnings and the things that God has for my life as I walk this solitude thing out. And I know this is a short podcast, um, but I am late in giving it. So hopefully you can appreciate that. And I hope that this podcast will be a blessing to you in some form or fashion. And I hope that in your life, you can find solitude in something, whether that is knitting or sewing or, you know, I've come across some recent new hobbies. I am love I went ice skating and I just fell in love with it. So I bought myself some ice skates and I love roller skating, so I bought myself some roller skates. Um and now I'm looking into going um skiing. It's too uh warm now to go skiing, so I'm gonna have to probably wait until December and then go to Chicago or somewhere and try skiing. But again, no, I'm not a cold person. I'm just a sunflower. <laughs> so, um, but you know, there is these hobbies that I like to try. I'm getting ready to turn 44. My birthday is coming up next week. Um, 
the day that I post this podcast, my birthday will literally be a few days after. And so um, I am just finding solitude, more solitude in my life and enjoying my life. And it's been hard. It's been really hard. It's not been easy. Um, but that's where the peace of God comes in. That's where that solitude comes in and learning how to be happy with just oneself. Because when you're in a relationship with someone, I mean, you can't really give them all of you if you don't know who you are. And it's not that I don't know who I am. I definitely know who I am and I'm comfortable in my own skin. But I'm also learning things about myself that I never knew. Now, as far as me being so active the way I am now, that's just me, period. I'm I'm always going to be that. It's, you know, it's, it's not that I found some great new hobby that I was I couldn't do before. Anything that I do, I do it because Kristen wants to do it. And no relationship has really stopped me from doing that. Um, there are some aspects of it that did, but, but not in the way that you would think. But um, the flower thing, I knew that I loved flowers, but I think now I'm just kind of discovering the level of what flowers I like the most and actually learning what they are because there is you know when you think of flowers you it's probably only two or three types of flowers that come to your mind I went to the botanical garden in Atlanta last year almost a year ago and I was really amazed at all of the different types of flowers uh, plants too, but particularly flowers they had. And that's when I really realized I don't know nothing. And so here is an opportunity for me to tap into an area that of, of naturistic, I guess, um, of objects that I can look at and, and vibe on and figure out what they are and the care for them. And so that is what I am in the process of doing. So Flowers, here I come, but no flower or no floral blanket or comforter. Please, please don't ever get me that for Christmas. Whoever is listening and you want to get me something, do not give me that. Okay? No. <laughs> and no floral curtains, no floral shower curtain. We're not, I, I don't like it like that. I don't like it on something. I want to actually physically have it in my hand. And hey, Give me my flowers while I'm alive, right? That's what people say, yes. Give them to me naturally as well as telling me um, how you feel about me, okay? Because I think that's important, not just for me, but me doing it for others as well, telling them how much I care about them, how much they mean to me, okay? I'm giving them their flowers, okay? But again, I hope that you have found solitude in this podcast and have taking some of the things I've said and you'll be able to process it in your own way and find something in your life that gives you solitude. Maybe it's not flowers, um, but during this time in your life, I don't know what your phases are, what you're going through, what transitions you're going through, but that you can find something that simply gives you peace during the time of solitude. Thank you so much for listening to Kristen's Simple Life podcast, and I will be with you next time. Hello, this is Kristen, and thank you so much for listening to Kristen's Simple Life. For John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, 
that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. If you are not saved and desire a deeper relationship with God, all you have to do is confess your sins to him and say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. And that is it, folks. You are saved. Thank you again for listening to the podcast. And if you want to follow me on social media, I am on Instagram at Kristen Simple Life. God bless you. And I will be with you next time.